Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. I'm Jennifer Griffith. And I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high profile jobs, family, friends, bills, and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment. Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality. If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams, then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life. When money meets soul, magic will happen. Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. Today, I'm so excited to announce that we have a guest speaker joining Natasha and I. Dr. Patsy Manzanares, who's a clinical psychologist at Hazelden Betty Ford Foundation, where she works with patients in residential day treatment and intensive outpatient level care. She has also worked in drug programs inside the federal prison system and has provided mental health services to sex offenders. Her dissertation and focus explore the efficacy of yoga as a treatment intervention for substance users. And not only is she an accomplished professional, but she is also one of my favorite people on this planet, and I'm lucky to call her my sister and friend. Today, I am so pleased to have Dr. Manzanares, or Dr. Patsy, join us to discuss grounding methods to detach from emotional pain. So Dr. Patsy, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. How are you doing? Thank you. What a great introduction. Like, I want to walk into every room now and just like have that as a background. That is great. You can hire me. I could do that for you. No problem. Yeah, so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. For those who don't know who you are, other than the brief introduction that I just gave, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your likes, your dislikes, what you do, all the good stuff? How long have you been practicing? All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I am Dr. Patsy Manzanares. I go by Dr. Patsy. I am originally from Puerto Rico and I'm very proud of my Puerto Rican roots. I lived in Miami for 10 years and now I'm living in the Midwest in Minnesota. So I moved to the Midwest with my husband to complete my residency at Hazel and Betty Ford Foundation and now my fellowship. So I am halfway through my fellowship. So hopefully by the end of this year, I will be a licensed psychologist. Nice. Um, primarily right now, I am one of the mental health providers for our detox facility. So in our compound, basically, we have different levels of care. So I'm one of the mental health providers for the detox unit. Jen, you already kind of spoke a little bit about my previous experience, but overall, I've been working in the mental health field for around 10 years in other treatment facilities down in Florida, at the federal prison, working with sex offenders in private practice. So I always like to joke, like I know one or two things, just like one or two very basic and broad. <laughs> but yeah, so I, a few, like last month I woke up and I felt, I felt like I really wasn't working with the pandemic, really working with patients with COVID because at my treatment center, I go to work every day and I see patients in person, but I'm not treating COVID per se. However, now I'm seeing more of that more patients are coming in to rehab because they've returned to use or increased their use because of the pandemic. Um, 
but I woke up like a month ago and I just had this moment of like, I need to share my knowledge and what I know and my experience with the community. And thankfully I'm not afraid of public speaking. I've never been Instagram from like the brand side. I've always been a consumer and I'm very proud to be a millennial and a consumer of Instagram and social media. So now I'm on the other side where I'm like creating a business platform and all that just to share this message and share grounding skills and adaptive and healthy coping skills for people who are in need right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, That's something great. that I think we're noticing, right? In times of uncertainty, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the communities that we work in being in the mental health space, this is a time where our patients, our community is most vulnerable, right? So substance abuse increases, unfortunately, or people kind of mm-hmm. revert back to old habits. Mental health issues become more apparent if you suffer from anxiety or depression mm-hmm. or suicidal thoughts. This is when unfortunately in times like this where we see more cases, right? So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for sharing your story, both at Hazleton and also with us and to the community at large. So for individuals who don't know what grounding is, can you tell us a little bit about it and what some of the methods are around it? Okay, so I'm just going to say this disclaimer. I get very excited when I talk about grounding, so (laughs) bear with me. So grounding is simple set of strategies to detach from emotional pain or distress. And before I even get into that, I need to explain what emotional pain or distress is. So that's going to look different for all of us, right? Um, So how I like to explain it is I identify more in the depression realm. So my emotional pain and distress is when I'm feeling really sad, really low, kind of like in a dark negative space space Mm -hmm. versus somebody else who maybe identifies more, let's say in the anxiety realm and they live more in the worry, rumination, preoccupation. So if we do a zero to 10 scale, we can both identify, let's say at a six, but our emotional pain and distress is different. So if we think about, for example, the weight of COVID, the weight of COVID, we all have the same stressor that is COVID but it feels very different for all of us, right? Some people are are able to work from home and still have employment. Well, I have to go into work and be exposed. So we have the same stressor, but the weight of it is different. So the emotional pain and distress is different. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, Mm -hmm. so with that now, how I like to say, nobody deserves to live in emotional pain or distress and we don't need to live there. So grounding is a strategy to detach, separate yourself from that. It's not an avoidance technique. It's still, you're still going to be safe and comfortable to get through that emotion. So it's really focusing outward in the external world. So if you, all emotional pain lives inside of us, right? In our body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm outside in the external world right now at this moment there's no emotional pain if you look down at your floor right now there's no emotional pain there's probably a few dust bunnies and maybe so i see tasha right right there's maybe some literally on the floor (laughs) so there's real no emotional pain trauma stress anxiety covid lives right now it's all in our body mind and spirit so being able to detach from that And why I love grounding. 
So as much, and Jen and I have had this conversation multiple times. So as much as I love to pretend that I love to do yoga and meditate, and that is all beautiful, <laughs> it is so hard for me. It is so hard. See, I want to do the Gabrielle Bernstein 21-day meditation challenge, but committing to 21 days of meditation oh, yeah. seems like a lot right now. Yeah. So grounding is not a relaxation technique. It's a very active skill. So you don't have to carve out time for it. You really can do it anytime, anyplace, anywhere. It's really active. So you can do it in a meeting with your boss and other colleagues. You can do it with your children. You can do it with your partner. You can do it alone. You can do it in a big group. So it's really, really active. Okay. Yeah. Very accessible by the sounds of it then. Very much so. And that's why I like it. And once I give a few examples, you're going to say like, oh yeah, this is very accessible. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when we are experiencing emotional pain or distress, we don't have time to say like, hey boss, give me one quick second while I go outside and do a quick sun salutation to relax. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, exactly. I'll be out down to do some downward facing right? <laughs> Let me go and can you tell, imagine me telling a patient who's in extreme detox, let me do a quick child's pose because I'm feeling triggered. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, who are you? Right? <laughs> we need tools that you can still have that person in front of you. They don't even know what you're doing and you are grounding. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, right? That you don't have to carve out time to meditate or to do yoga or go on a nature walk, which are all great techniques, mm -hmm. but we don't have a lot of time to do that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It, it's something that is very applicable and, mm -hmm. and it can help. It usually helps quickly, right? Which hopefully you'll get into just to kind of teach us how it all works. Yeah. So then are you going to give us some examples now or can you tell us why we should focus on grounding other than, you know, if you're feeling a little stressed or a little overwhelmed or whatnot? Yeah. So let me tell you that first. So I always like, you should really be grounding all day. Um, whether you're feeling an emotional pain or distress or not. Um, a few weeks ago, I was at a, our Starbucks in our community. We have three Starbucks in our community. One is a drive through, like a freestanding drive through one is in a target and one is in a supermarket. And because of the pandemic, the target one and the freestanding one was closed. So I have to go into the supermarket. And I went there before work. It was 7 a.m. I wasn't feeling anxious. I wasn't feeling, I'm a morning person, so I was feeling perfectly fine. And there's this beautiful set of flowers while I was waiting for my tea. And I'm like, oh, I can take a cute Instagram picture, you know, and do the whole caption. <laughs> and I took that moment and said, no, this moment is for me to ground myself. Mm -hmm. so again, I wasn't feeling anxious. I wasn't in any emotional pain or distress but I took that moment and grounded myself. And even yesterday or the day before I was seeing on somebody's Instagram, a psychologist that I follow, and she was saying that you have to practice these skills when you are feeling calm mm -hmm. because you can, it's like, um, it's, it's a muscle, right? We have mm -hmm. to practice. We have to get better at it because if you only practice it when you're anxious or worried, you're not going to come back to that baseline. So we, so we think have of it's to, kind of a preventative measure as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a little bit what I'm going to talk about too, how it is a preventative measure to not get you to that 10. Right. 
Right. Can you right. walk me through that? So you're at a grocery store, you're waiting for your Starbucks tea and you see a set of flowers. Are you just going up? Are you breathing the flowers? Are you just basking in their beauty? Like for someone who just can't get the visual, like what does that look like? So what I did, again, as I, as I was waiting for my tea, I literally just looked at the flowers and observed how beautiful they were. I really was mindful of the colors and how they were so bright pink. Um, I observed the price because it was kind of like in those little pots. I'm like, oh, that's so interesting. They're $10.99. I thought it was so interesting that they were that in that corner. Like I really got like engulfed in yeah. almost like the story of these flowers. Mm-hmm. I love it because it's like being so present in that moment that that's all you're focusing on, right? Yeah. Love that. So all it was, yeah. So how does it differentiate? So the use the term grounding, then how does that differentiate from say the practice of mindfulness? Because Ooh. they sound, they're sounding similar to me. So surprise, they're the same thing. <laughs> um, and I'm going to explain why I use grounding versus okay. mindfulness. So my theoretical orientation, I come from more a cognitive behavioral theoretical orientation. So mindfulness is more of this kind of new age, dialectical behavioral therapy act, mm-hmm. which is great. It's just not what I kind of been trained on and it's different language basically, yeah. but it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds to me like the terminology of grounding, mm-hmm. um, it more takes you to what the end result would be, whether while using the term mindfulness almost sounds like you're, you're practicing something, but the end result is grounding. So it sounds like you're using the terminology just, okay, here's what you're going to get to, which I like because sure. it's like almost getting people the result. Right. Instantly. Well, and I, I think, and this is my own personal anecdotal experience, Tasha, I, what I've seen and observed is that grounding skills, at least these skills that I teach and practice have almost like more options than the basic mindfulness. Okay. I think mindfulness, sometimes we just get kind of boggled in, just be present, observe the room or taste or make sure all these senses thing, Mm -hmm. which is great, but I'm going to give you more options. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So keep going. Tell us more things. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I'm just like, keep talking. You can talk for two hours. I'm just like, I'm soaking it in. Take my notes. Don't even get me there because I will be here for two hours. Um, so when do you need to do grounding again? Like I said, you should be doing this all, all, all day, every day, but obviously really when you're feeling if from zero to six, from zero to 10, right? Zero being you're at a beautiful beach, you're feel you're meditating, you're connected with breath, with source 10 being you're about to have a panic attack. You know, you're feeling like you're dying. You're going crazy when you're feeling around that six or seven that's when you should really, really start getting into these tools. Like Tasha was saying, it's more like that preventative measure. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to practice and engage in these tools when you're at that six or seven versus a nine or 10, when a lot of times you might need something, let's say a medication Mm -hmm. or something a lot more powerful. Right. So what would you say if, um, because I know some people... Some people end up getting to the eight, nine, 10 level without realizing all the steps that they were in between. So what are some, 
maybe ways that somebody would be feeling where they could stop and think, okay, this is actually a signal that I might be cranking up the, the stress volume without realizing I'm doing it. So one thing, like I said, is doing this all the time. So if mm-hmm. you're in a constant state of prevention, if you're in a constant state of grounding, emotional pain and distress cannot live. So this is why I love also grounding. When you are grounding, even if it's for one second, emotional pain does not have space to live. So if you think about like meditation, when you're connected with breath, you're not thinking about your grocery list. Mm -hmm. The moment you connect with your grocery list, it's like, okay, here we go again. Mm -hmm. Let me connect with breath. Mm -hmm. So they interchange very quickly, but do not live at the same time. Okay. So when thinking about how to, you know, if you're already at that nine or 10, it's going to be a practice, right? So I, it's unrealistic to say that people are going to get to a zero or one in that scale. Mm -hmm. Because unless again, you're connected both breath or at a beach or in your safe place, it's very hard. But maybe let's get you to an eight where at least it's a little bit more manageable. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more of like uh, patients with like panic disorder, okay. you know, when you're in a panic attack and you're already at that 10 and we're already over the hump, yeah. we just have to ride the wave. But can I get you to cut your panic attack at least by two minutes mm-hmm. and get you to a nine? Right. And then when we're at that nine, can we bring it to an eight? Does it, right. Kind of bringing yeah. it mm-hmm. down right, right. a little mm-hmm. bit. And it doesn't, you know, sometimes we are going to get to that 10, but can you stay at a 10 for, again, two minutes less or three minutes less mm-hmm. and start cutting down that time? Mm-hmm. So what about for those of us who never really get to the 10, but always kind of live in a constant state of five? Why? I'm at five. to live at that constant five right right. i'm not saying that you're never going to be at that five again because that is unrealistic Mm -hmm. you don't have to be at a constant state of five yeah i would and this this is goes beyond grounding what i'm just about to kind of throw at you tasha is i wonder how present and aware you are when you're at a state of three Mm -hmm. like almost your normal yeah. I'm saying you because I, I assume. No, yeah, I actually wasn't referring to myself, but I know oh. plenty of people that are out at that kind of like. Right. You know, sort of like me. <laughs> right. They're like always on edge. Always. Yeah. But yeah. so that's kind of their baseline and their mm-hmm. status quo. That's all they know. Yeah. And then that's also the body, mind, and spirit, body, mind, and spirit constantly being in anxiety and worry. So yeah. when we do grounding skills, we are telling our body, mind, and spirit, like, hey, I'm safe right now. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be anxious. We don't have to worry. Right. We can be safe. We can allow safety right now. Mm-hmm. And that is the key. Our body, again, body, mind, spirit is when we experience trauma, anxiety, stress, our body doesn't know the difference. That's right. all it knows. It's fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we yeah. have to actively, consciously say to the body, hello, I'm right. safe. Yeah. And yeah. we do that via grounding. So what are some of the physical practices people can do to ground themselves or what tools would you suggest people use to increase their grounding experience? So there's three main ways to ground. And I talk, well, I use 
the evidence-based manual called Seeking Safety by Lisa Najavitz. Um, so I want to give her credit. She is phenomenal and amazing. So she talks about mental, physical, and soothing grounding techniques. So some physical grounding techniques is the very common, what you hear a lot of like, make sure that you're sitting straight in your chair, put your two feet on the ground, you know, wiggle your toes, mm -hmm. wiggle your, your fingers, do a quick stretch. Um, the main one that I like to highlight in physical grounding, I call it mini yoga. And if you go to my Instagram page, um, which I probably will link it in the, in the description of the episode, I have a three ways to do mini yoga, but I'll do my best to try to explain it in an audio way. So how mini yoga would look like is as you're inhaling through your nose, you're going to lift your arms all the way up and stretch and arch your back. And as you exhale, you're throwing your arms all the way down, kind of like in a quick, swift motion. Mm -hmm. And then you inhale again through your nose, stretch your back all the way back, and then exhale, throw your arms down. So you do that around three to five times. And that serves various purposes. One, it serves the purpose of the magical pill of just take a deep breath, right? The if you're feeling, just take a deep breath. That's kind of like the magic cure of anxiety. So when you do mini yoga, you took three to five deep breaths without even kind of noticing. You're also moving your body, which is a form of physical grounding movement. And for all my woo-woo people, I know Jen is going to love this one. Um, you're moving the energy around. So I come and this is my own personal practice. I consider myself very religious and spiritual and woo-woo. So I'm very much about energy. So when a lot of times when I'm feeling anxious or overwhelmed, it can be just the energy being really thick around me. Mm -hmm. So when I do a movement like the mini yoga, that is clearing out the energy around me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's so interesting that you said the magic pill is breathing because right. here's something I learned and it wasn't all that long ago. I went to a sound bath class mm -hmm. um, a couple years ago and they had us do some deep breath exercises. And it was at that moment that I realized I don't know how to breathe properly. <laughs> which is hilarious, right? Because we all breathe. I mean, I obviously know how to breathe, but That's when you have to action. fill, it's not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this is the thing. When we say take a deep breath, you know, the breath we think of or the normal person might think is a deep breath is really isn't. Like you should be feeling your lungs filling, your stomach should be increasing, right? And how it should many be coming from do down that? in your belly area too. Yes. So yeah. how many of us do that on a regular basis, right? right. So well, when it comes... I like the mini yoga too, because even the movement of having your arms all the way up, kind of mm -hmm. stretching, to me, and I have no um, physiological or biological basis on this, this is just what I experience, it opens up your chest, oh. therefore allowing breath to come. A lot of times mm -hmm. when we have short breath, whether it's in panic or anxiety, our breath gets cut by our chest or like throat area kind of the <laughs> kind of quicker breath. But when we open our chest, literally open it, you're opening up that pathway to let the breath come down. Right. Yeah. And breath is very trendy right now in the, in the wellness field. <laughs> breath work is very trendy and there's different ways to breathe. 
and it's great. It's great. But I suck at breathing too. I really do. Yeah. It's amazing. It, yeah. It's harder than we think, right? To properly oh, breathe. Yeah. 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 But it does work. Yeah, it definitely does. It does I worry. Yeah. When you do it, well, both properly or improperly, right? We're still breathing. We're still living. So it's working. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. You have yoga, you have breathing. Yeah. So what another else? one for physical grounding is literally changing where you're seated. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we, when we're in that emotional pain or distress, it kind of becomes almost like a vortex, like you're in it. But if you change the seat you're in, um, if, you're if you're working at home and maybe you're working in your office, in your bedroom, or go to the kitchen, go outside. Can you take mm -hmm. your laptop or your phone outside or to a different part of the house? If you're in a real office, can you go to a different cubicle? Can you go to a different area? So it, and I like that because it's like jolting the system, the, the emotional pain. Remember, what we're doing is telling, awakening the body to move away from that trauma and stress. Right. We're awakening, creating consciousness. So when we move, it's like, hey, kind of like we're, we're scaring it. We're startling it. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I like that. Hey, everyone. Did you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions, or live a more relaxed lifestyle? Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you want to create in your life, you can have it, and we're sharing the tools to help you get there. That's right, because sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on, and we're here to do just that for you. Yes, we are. When you join our tribe, every week you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom, create a better work-life balance, and pursue your dreams. For only $5.55 a month, You'll receive access to affirmations, mantras, guided meditations, EFT tapping sessions, articles, and tip sheets that all specifically focus on money and abundance, work-life balance, and passion and success. That's a whole lot of stuff. It is. If you visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe today. Tasha, you're really good at that. I know you take your laptop outside all the time oh, yeah. at work. I'm one of these people where as soon as my environment is altered, I have a really hard time focusing. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, when I travel for work, I'm so used to being at a desk, you know, every day and sitting and I can get things done. But then I travel for work and it's like, whenever I have a break, if I'm at a conference, I have to sit down and work. For some reason, it takes me a while to get going again. I don't know why that is. It's almost, I'm, I'm too awakened, I guess. <laughs> well, I would think that that's not actually uncommon. I think that I might be an anomaly. And I think part of it is because my years working in journalism. So okay. when you have chaos all around you and you have to sit in that chaos and write a story, right. <laughs> you just, that's just something you learn how to do. So, yeah, but maybe for you, it would work doing what um, Dr. Patsy suggesting as in just breaks. So instead mm -hmm. of you changing your work environment, you're just going for breaks somewhere. Absolutely. Nice, right? Yeah. And getting and that nice work. You're also highlighting something for me, which I haven't mentioned. If all these skills are not going to work for everybody. Right. So physical yeah. grounding might not be your jam. It's yeah. not my personal jam. My jam is soothing grounding. Right. So if, but if one skill doesn't work, I encourage you to try another one. Mm -hmm. Not like, oh, okay. Grounding doesn't work for me. No. <laughs> right. There's so many options. There's so many ways you can try it, but it doesn't work for everybody. So what, what if it doesn't work? 
then if people try it and has anyone come back to you and said, this is crap, like, I'm, I don't feel any better. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> well, Dr. Patsy, do you find a lot of people, because this is what, when I suggest somebody does yoga, for instance, right? Um, and they'll be like, oh, I tried it once and I just went, you know, blah. Well, and I feel, and I've said this to Jen, we have this conversation a lot. A lot of these types of practices are not one and done. They're not intended mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. So, but you just said something about soothing grounding instead. Mm-hmm. So then what's that? What's, the, oh. what's that alternative? Soothing grounding is my jam. <laughs> So soothing grounding is going to look different for a lot of people, for actually for everybody. Um, so soothing grounding is more how I like to see it. It's kind of that spiritual woo-woo, really personal, what soothes you. Cool. So I did an a interview series with Inquire to Aspire, Inspire a few weeks ago. And Michaela, one of the hosts, her soothing grounding is having her little blankie from childhood. Oh, wow. That's okay. soothing for her. Mm-hmm. For me, soothing is having my, my altar next to me. So my sage, my crystals, yeah. my tarot cards, my, my cross, all that. That is my soothing grounding. Okay. It really depends on what, what you know, what's your personal preference. Mm-hmm. Um, the serenity prayer I have on my Instagram, how to use the serenity prayer as a form of soothing grounding and journaling. So mm-hmm. if you're in recovery and any sort that's very common in like Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous is the serenity prayer. Yeah. Um, so that resonates more with me because again, a very woo woo, very spiritual. Yeah, no, right. Yeah. So wait, yeah. you have soothing, you have, is it physical, right? Soothing, physical and mental. Got it. Mm-hmm. Right. So mental is very much mental lives in the head. So it's anything like it's kind of that traditional, more mindfulness of like being present of the room, observing the room. But also there's other techniques. Like one of my favorites is playing categories. So how you would play categories in a mental grounding way is finding. I always choose um, Bravo celebrities. So I'm very. <laughs> I know. So I'm very smart. I have a doctor degree. I have two master's degree. I've worked in this field for 10 years, but I love Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) And I now have my husband watching Bravo. The whole thing. It's great. So how I would play categories when I'm feeling overwhelmed and I need to do some mental grounding is I would go through Bravo Liberty. So reality stars and i would just oh. list them huh. I would okay go, obviously i'm going to say this out loud but how you would do this it would be in your head and you would mm-hmm. just start with the vanderpump erica jane jory kemsley bethany frankel sonia morgan ramona singer you just keep going yeah you can okay. do that for 30 seconds a minute and remember and you could do that with anything right you could do it anything. with authors or whatever whatever your jam is so with <laughs> When I do these with the men, we do typically NFL teams. Mm, okay. Yeah. With the women, I've done musical artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had people ask me to do it with children. Mm-hmm. So children can be like animals or colors or candy. Mm-hmm. Um, really, you can go through like a specific um, baseball team, you know, the New York Yankees from 78 and list all the players. Okay. Whatever categories you want, right? Like you said, authors or whatever you want. 
-hmm. And remember every moment that you are doing that, you're not in emotional pain. Right. Right. So the longer you think of Bravo celebrities, you, the less pain you're in. <laughs> I would be in more pain, to be right. honest. <laughs> Just saying. I would be clueless. I didn't even recognize any of those names you said. Uh, yeah, I would be like, I cannot watch this stuff. What is this? I did recocnize Bethany Frankel, though, because yeah. Jen just told me who she was the other night. <laughs> we were drinking Skinny Girl margaritas, yeah. right? And then she's the best mind behind Skinny Girl. So, <laughs> like 38 calories. So, Dr. Patsy, would you say um, if, we, if we go back to the soothing practice, mm-hmm. what about if somebody were to carry, because um, I'm trying to apply that to the outside world. So, I mean, okay. a lot of that, if you're at home, then that makes sense. But if you're, you're leaving your house and you want to practice that one, what about if you carried like a stone with you or okay. would that apply Yeah. So that's kind of even like a combination of physical grounding and soothing grounding. Mm Because part of the physical grounding is being able to connect physically with something. So let's say you have a crystal or a coin Mm -hmm. or even a rubber band. And if that is soothing for you, Mm -hmm. it is soothing grounding as well. So there's a really cool, and that's more kind of like complex, but a really cool way to even connect all of these. Yeah. Um, A beautiful way to do is uh, with yoga. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's very a very easy, clear way to connect mental, physical, and soothing grounding mm-hmm. techniques. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting too because yoga doesn't have to look like, oh, hold on a minute, I'm gonna do child's pose at the second. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I'll practice yoga while I'm standing in line and people don't know I'm doing it. I go into tree pose, right? And I'm just standing there with my <laughs> my foot on my thigh or you know dancers poses so many dancers poses for me that's soothing and it's also a good mm-hmm. stretch but i've never thought of it as physical grounding but that's exactly what it would be mm-hmm. right yeah well even yeah. when i did the the breath right mm-hmm. i again i call it mini yoga mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that is you can do that in your office you know a lot of times it just looks like a quick stretch, but you're doing a quick yoga practice. Mm-hmm. What about um, if you had a mantra that uh, if you if you just said that silently to yourself, would, would that be categorized as grounding? Yes. Yeah. So that could be, again, combination of mental grounding, because if you're saying it quietly to yourself, you're creating space in your mind to take you away from that emotional pain. And if it's a mantra that is soothing for you, that is soothing grounding. Mm-hmm. So one thing that they highlight a lot in this treatment manual is safety statements. Okay. So for a lot of patients who have a history of trauma or stress or substance use, a lot of times they need to connect with being safe at this moment. Right. So a safety statement can look well, can sound something like, my name is Patsy. I'm in my home. I'm not in the past. I'm in the present. I am safe right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you can repeat that as many times as you need to. Mm-hmm. Remember, the longer you ground, the less emotional pain you're in. So if you need to repeat it 20 times to mm-hmm. reduce that number from an eight to a seven, do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what would you recommend, let's say someone, you know, for the professionals who are listening, let's say, you know, back when the world opens up again, we're in a conference room Mm -hmm. with a bunch of people and we're starting to feel, okay, I can go, I'm going from a five to a six. Mm -hmm. What can you do without, that isn't physical, right? Without actually showing Mm -hmm. 
that you're now grounding yourself? Because you mentioned you could do this anywhere. So what would you recommend at that time? A mantra, breath work? Yes and yes. And if you're in a conference room, change, you don't, maybe you won't change seats, but change how you're seated. Mm -hmm. So maybe kind of changing your leg positioning, kind of be mindful of that. Even if you are able, and maybe there's not a lot of people around you, take a second and doodle on your paper or write something that is soothing or write your children's name or your loved one's names. Anything, again, for five seconds that can just disconnect you from that pain. Mm -hmm. A silent mantra, I think, would be great there. Some mm -hmm. kind of a mantra or prayer or something, I think, would mm -hmm. be awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just thinking, like, I was just thinking I do a lot of this type of stuff and didn't realize what I was doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Like when I've, when I've had to give public speeches and been nervous before mm -hmm. I'll take a blue stone with me and because blue correlates with your throat chakra. Right. And I'm mm -hmm. blue when it comes to that stuff. Right. So then I'll, so I'll take that and I just, I hold it in my hand and I just stroke it when I'm talking. Yeah. I do the same thing. I'll keep some kind of a stone like tiger's eye or something in my pocket. Yeah. And if I'm Tiger's eye for just, confidence. Yeah. yeah. You just kind of, you know, whatever you're doing, it's like, all right, I'm going to go in a room where I know people aren't happy and I have to figure it out. Yep. So you just kind of play with that stone. Or the doodling you just said, I do that a lot in meetings mm -hmm. and it makes me feel really just chill. I draw peace signs and flowers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about children now, so now in the past few years has been very common to have like those fidget spinners, like mm -hmm. the yeah. fidget that is grounding. Yeah. Those are ways to ground yourselves because then you have that kid or I've seen a lot of adults have it too, mm -hmm. that they're grounding themselves with the toy and they're able to, again, create space mm -hmm. to receive other types of information. It's why the stress balls were so popular. Oh, God, to be so yeah. popular, right? Mm -hmm. You yeah. go to medical conferences and it's like one of the favorite takeaways, you know, is what booth can I go to, to get those stress balls? And then that's all you're doing is you're really just sitting there and doing something. Right. I always used to, I always fidgeted with something like I would take a quarter and flip it between my, mm -hmm. and it just, the practice just calms me down or I'll, I'll do it with a pen. I do it with pen in class all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. That is all grounding. Yeah. And isn't it interesting because sometimes you might think the person isn't paying attention or they're easily distracted or here they are doodling when they should be listening. It's like, no, we are. We it are actually just... creates me, gives me more focus when I do right. that. Right. Right. It does. Yeah. So we, we talked about it. We touched upon it for two seconds, but what if it just doesn't work? Okay. So what if it doesn't work? Yeah. My main thing would be if one doesn't work, try another. And if that doesn't work, you're going to try another. Mm -hmm. So it, I have, I keep kind of referring back to my Instagram page because I'm developing a series on my Instagram where I go through each of them in like extensive detail. Oh, cool. um, Good. So if one doesn't work and I'm not saying physical or mental, I'm saying, did you try all the physical types? Did you mm -hmm. try all the soothing types? Because even uh, Tasha, I think you were saying earlier about yoga. People are like, oh, I tried it once and I didn't like it. Right. Yeah. So many types of yoga. No, right? right, exactly. So yeah. many types. Did you try them all? Did mm -hmm. you, you may not like this type of yoga, but maybe you like this type of yoga. Mm -hmm. So that would be my first thing. So if one doesn't work, try another. Also practicing them, right? At the first time, most likely it won't work. Right. It's going to be like, this is weird. I don't know what this is. Keep practicing. Changing also the speed of how, of when you, of how you practice it. So maybe when you're doing categories, for example, maybe do it a little slower. 
or maybe do it a little longer or do it faster and shorter. Really kind of play with that. The main one that I think was the most important one for me in my personal journey was creating my own grounding skills. So a lot of this, again, comes from this treatment manual. However, the woo-woo ones, those are all my practices. Mm -hmm. This is what made sense to me. Mm -hmm. And that is what I've been able to hold on to the most because it's my language. It's what I feel comfortable. It's like what I can hold on to. Mm -hmm. That would be my recommendation. It doesn't have to be kind of this very manualized, what, you know, what the doctor says, make it your own. And that's the thing too. It's what sometimes you just have to be aware of. Let's say you're outside, right? And you're, you love, like for me, for example, I like when I have free time, I love to walk outside barefoot. Mm-hmm. It's very grounding. I never thought, oh, I like walking barefoot because it's grounding. I just would do it. But I realize what it's doing is it is grounding. Mm-hmm. So find that if you're outside and you find this is what brings me peace, I'm looking at a tree or I'm looking at the birds flying, then that could be your grounding work, right? right? So just think about it. Find those moments. We, Tasha, you and I talk about this all the time, those moments that bring you joy mm-hmm. and use that as a way. And then that's your grounding practice. That is your grounding, you know, mm-hmm. use that and as a way. Creating, creating awareness, right? Because both of you have already shared like, yeah, I've been doing this, but you weren't aware of it. Right? Mm-hmm. So now really creating awareness of, and all, I, it's what I tell my patients, like, give yourself a pat on the back that you are doing this, mm-hmm. right? What if right now you are grounding and you are really healthy and you are feeling at that three, but all you know is chaos. So you're not even aware, conscious of that, like, beautiful and peaceful state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that it's so applicable because this can apply if you're in a meeting, if you're in the car with your kids and you're about to, you know, yell, whatever. Everyone can do this in such an easy way. Right. So it's awesome. And you can do it alone in your head. You can involve your partner, your children, anybody, anybody. There's, Mm -hmm. I I hate saying it like this, but like, there's no excuse. Like you can do this all the time. Mm-hmm. So if someone's hesitant or they're like, eh, whatever, this is way too woo-woo for me. I'm not into it. What would be um, the easiest way? Like the first thing that you would recommend to them? Like just start here. Less woo-woo. Less woo-woo. Less woo-woo. I would say the, the like mental categories. Yeah. Like yeah. I, that would be my first suggestion. Very mental um, even like the traditional mindfulness, can the tip, so mm-hmm. observing all your five senses. So what do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you taste? What do you uh, see, right? So I that was going be, through the list too. So that would be my other one. And some people don't resonate with the very woo-woo and mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine. And if, that was a patient of mine, I would just bring them back to, this is an evidence-based manual. This is research. This is science. It's proven by science, not by the woo-woo people up there. It's proven (laughs) by science that this works and it's effective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I got both markets there, you know? Right. Yeah. Is there a time in one's life or in a day or something where it's easier to ground than others? 
easier when you're not feeling at that eight or nine, it's going to be easier, but I keep going back, try it all day, like Mm -hmm. throughout the day when you're feeling calm. And if you're already doing it, which it sounds like both of you are already doing it, create more awareness now. Again, give yourself that pat on the back of like, oh yeah, I did go outside barefoot and I do feel grounded. Acknowledge, be aware and present of, oh, I was feeling a little stressed a few minutes ago, but now that I came outside, feeling a little bit more calm, Mm -hmm. really create that awareness. You know, it's interesting because I would say, boy, I don't know, six, seven years ago, I was probably on a daily basis dealing with way more anxiety than I am now. Like, but I wasn't incorporating as much of these types of practices into my life as, as I am now. Now I would say on a day-to-day basis, I'm writing in zero almost every day. I will have days of course where I'm like, Ugh. but <laughs> then I just pull out, you know, my extra stuff and move along with my life. But you know, six, seven years ago, that wasn't the case at all. I was stressed out all the time until I started doing more and more of these types of practices. And now that I, I'm doing it all the time. Yeah, I'm just riding low almost mm-hmm. constantly. And it's also acknowledging, right, that yeah, you're gonna have really good days and you're gonna feel great, but sometimes life is gonna hit you in the face. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being able to ride that wave in a healthy way. It's not like life hits you in the face and all of a sudden you go back to those maladaptive and unhealthy coping skills or that anxiety or that depression, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they are able to ride that wave in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Tasha, for someone like you, because you're so, when you, you guys get the chance to meet Tasha in person, you do have an yeah, energy about you that is very um, calming. Like Tasha is a very positive person. You just feel that energy about her. Thanks. And I almost wonder that with you, Throughout your day, like you said, you're pretty much at a zero all the time. I yeah, do until wonder, I get like a moment of stress and then, you know. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. You're so good at getting to that level of stress and then coming back down. Whatever it is that you do, you find something that you don't even realize, oh, I've been going up and down all day, mm-hmm. but you feel like you're at a zero or a one all day because you're so good. You condition yourself and you've trained yourself now. That's true because it. after I said it, I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then sometimes my boss will drive me up the wall. And I'm like, oh yeah, that still does happen. But I just get back down to it. Get back down to it. Yeah. So if you, well, at the end of your day, you might feel like, oh my gosh, I've been at a zero all day. But then you think about it, it's like, well, I got up to a five. Times, <laughs> there was definitely a five down. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think your baseline is different now. So yeah, your baseline today, this era of your life is different Mm -hmm. than your baseline six years ago. Mm -hmm, Different things are happening in your life. You're in a different state, state of mind, state of spirit. So it just looks different. You're, you have more tolerance, more patience, more energetic space to, to receive or not receive or set those Mm -hmm. boundaries. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, What a beautiful tool to have though. Very Mm -hmm. effective. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much, Dr. Patsy. If individuals want to follow you or get to know you a little bit more, where can they go? So find me on Instagram at grounding deeper, grounding deeper. Also on Facebook, I'm developing that platform. So on my Instagram, like I've mentioned before, I'm developing a series of all the, the skills one by one. I also host webinars a few times a month. Yeah. That I really get into them. Um, so yeah, that would be the main way to find me. And I'm always happy to DM with people and provide additional resources. 
Awesome. And I'll be sure to include all of your um, links and such in the show notes so you can find them there. Yeah. So yeah. normally we like to end with either a mantra, an affirmation, or a special little gift. And today I'm going to turn it over to you because I think you have something for us. What do you have? Yeah. So I, obviously we all have to live in an attitude of gratitude. And I know most of us, if not all of us, are grateful for the big things in life that you woke up today, that you're healthy that your family's healthy, and that is all great and dandy. But I want you, so we're going to do the three of us, to think about one small thing, small, has to be very, very small, that has happened today that you are grateful for. Okay, I'll start. The cafeteria today at the hospital had the best stir-fry um, rice. It was so delicious. I was genuinely surprised so I'm very <laughs> grateful for that <laughs> I love that Tasha what do you have <laughs> oh, oh no you go next <laughs> I'm gonna say you know what I am grateful for today especially some of my coworkers, the ones that just know how to put a smile on your face when all you want to do is throw stuff to the wall and yet you come together and you just laugh and you know everything's going to be okay. So there's three people in particular who I'm thinking of. So I'm very grateful for them. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Yeah. Actually, good because that gave me an idea for mine. You know what I was really grateful for today? My inbox was virtually empty. And anything that showed up was super easy. And I was just like, yeah, easy. <laughs> it's a good way to start the week. There you go. See, so tomorrow the goal is that you are mindful of that one small thing that you were grateful for. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. so awesome. All right. I like that. We got to practice cool. this more. Mm -hmm. yeah. Find yeah. The, the things that, because, you know, you're right. We normally say I'm grateful for my, my health. I'm grateful for the gift of today. I'm grateful for whatever. But the, the things that you wouldn't think of. The little right. things. I like the, the little that. things. Right. Like somebody opened the door for you or somebody yeah. smiled. Well, we have masks now, so you don't see a lot of smiles, but like <laughs> you see somebody yes. Somebody yesterday paid for my Starbucks on the drive-thru line. And I'm oh, like, that's oh, rad. I know, that is awesome. Um, I love it when people do stuff like that. You know, cool. yeah. so being mindful of those small things and getting excited to look for them tomorrow. Yeah. yeah I love cool. that. I like well, that. I am grateful okay. for both of you. Yes, me too. I'm grateful for this interview. This was good fun. I can talk yeah. about this forever. Seriously. <laughs> me too. Well, Dr. Patsy, thank you so much for joining us. We will be in touch and I will be talking to you very soon. Yeah. Thank you ladies for having me. Thank, thank you so much, you. everybody. Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance, and live your best life. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone else who would benefit from this content, spread the love by taking a snapshot of this podcast, sharing on social media, and tagging In the Life of Zen. And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.